Yeah, I, I was uh, lucky enough to get drops. Yes. Um, and uh, it was kind of like last second. Yeah. That I, I was I was added to the list, and yeah, I kind of committed to a twenty four hour, and I hate oh, twenty four hours. I hate them. I I I, I don't know whatever people <laughs> say about them. Maybe is true or not, but I hate them. That's you a know, long but yeah. Time. Yeah, it's especially for like the way I I run my show. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's it's all energy all the you're time, on, you know. Yeah. And then I got like this going on, and you're like, it's just like nonstop. But like for 24 hours, I, like I'm sick of me at that point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Today, I have a very special guest. I have Ash. Welcome to the Tardux, man. Hey, I appreciate uh, you asking me to be here. It's an honor. Oh, it's fantastic. All right, so what we normally do is I start off with three rapid questions to get the juices uh, flowing. You ready? All right, yeah, shoot. All right, you can see any band in history at any venue. Who are you seeing and where? Uh, I guess I got to go Queen at Wembley, I think it was, the, wow. that huge show. Yeah. yeah, Queen is one of my favorite bands of all time, and obviously I've never got to see them with Freddie Mercury, so it's a shame, but that would all be right. it. Perfect. All right. Craziest dive bar you've ever been to? Oh, that, that, all, that <laughs> all blurs together. Um, To be honest, I don't know if I have an answer. All right. We'll <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember any of them anymore. They're all, <laughs> they all feel the same. <laughs> I think there was one in Peoria, Illinois, Um, and it wasn't like it was like like crazy in a bad way i just remember uh one of the few uh, times i decided to get drunk and play and i tried yeah. climbing the speakers and <laughs> that was not a good idea while i was playing uh so i remember that i was a i was a bar out in uh, peoria oh my lord all right and the last one is you got a choice eagles super bowl 50 yard line or flyers game seven center ice for the stanley cup where are you going flyers easy oh yeah man. <laughs> flyers easy Big hockey right. guy. I mean, I'm football too, but hockey's the one. Yeah. Did you play hockey when you were younger? Yeah, yeah. I played ice hockey uh, when I was like, I think I started ice skating when I was in second grade. Uh, yeah. Then I got it too, exp uh, too expensive for my parents. And then growing up, even I think up until I was like 24, every couple of years I would jump in for like a league here and there. And yeah, and I'm, I'm done now. It hurts getting out of bed. So uh, <laughs> I don't think I can really play hockey anymore. Dad, you guys play road hockey too, or just strictly ice hockey? Uh, well, like I said, I started with ice hockey, and then um, to, when it was too expensive, I played some road, and then I went to roll when I, when I was in my twenties. I was playing roller, like indoor roller men's league. Yeah, yeah, that took off there for a while. A while ago, I remember that. You know, me being in Canada, we all we played was you know street hockey. You know, mm -hmm. all year round. Yeah, you know, car come. All right, game off. Yeah. I wish there was more people here that played it too. Oh, uh, dude, yeah, we you know in winter we get the snow banks, and that's when checking happened. You, you know, check your oh. buddy into the snowbanks, and oh, dude, it was <laughs> that's, it was a good time. That's awesome. All right, so who was Ash? Well, I mean, now I'm a 30 year old. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I'm getting old, but um, I'm just someone who likes to have a lot of fun and uh, you know, expel a lot of my energy. Obviously, if if you've seen the show or yeah. uh, have known me or talked to me, it's um, I I just to be honest, I just try to stay away from uh, drama. You know, just be happy, go lucky, make people smile. Um, I used to tour in bands back in my uh, late teens, early twenties, and that's what I did for a few years. And 
I, I my passion was always uh, stream or was always uh, entertaining. It wasn't necessarily music. I love music, but my passion was entertaining. Um, but to be able to do it at home is what opened yeah. streaming up to me, and that's how I got to be the Ash that uh, you see now today. Just want to do something at home and still entertain, and I love video games, so it seemed like the perfect idea. Oh, fantastic. So now when you were in a band, what kind of music did you play? It was uh, it was like a mixed bag. So uh, when, I, when I first joined, uh, I think I was 18, I joined uh, a buddy of mine's band who played stuff like... I don't even know what you would call the genre. It was uh, their bands like Seosin and Circa Survive. Um, very ambient. I guess you would call it like an ambient, like metal and ambient rock. And I was just filling in. I, I yeah. At that point, I was playing Led Zeppelin and ACDC stuff myself. I grew up uh, listening to classic rock. And then they asked me, they're like, hey, well, you've been filling in. You, you just want to stay? And I was like, you know what? Hell yeah, let's uh, let's do it. And we ended up evolving into more of a metal core band. Mm -hmm. And since then... I kind of stuck along that genre. I had one brief stint in like an 80s hair metal sounding band. <laughs> there there are pictures out there. Teased hair, leather oh, pants. No. Oh, yeah. Fishnet sleeves. Oh, mm -hmm. They're God. out there. They're out there. Hey, I sold it, though. I, I committed. Yeah. I loved it. I committed. I was all about it. Oh, shit. That's awesome. <laughs> That's crazy. So yeah. now... After So I saw some of your videos on YouTube. Sounds like you, you're, you, know, you played a lot of the grunge stuff. Was grunge your, you know, sort of one of your favorite eras of music or your sort of span classic rock and everything in between? If, if you're talking about the covers, to be honest, yeah. like I, I, I've been playing guitar for a long time. Um, so when picking songs to cover it, you know, there was a wide variety of ways to go. But uh, for singing, I was never I didn't sing much growing up. So the way I picked the covers was ones that was closer to what i knew i could do yeah which happened to be like yeah like stone temple pilots i did bush you yeah. know stuff like that like kind of fit my voice more than anything else so that's really why i went that direction but i love okay. uh i love stp i always like stone temple pilots yeah. and bush was like they got you know they got the good songs on the radio and that's about as far as i went with them absolutely all right so now when i first saw you so first of all um bunny put me on to you you and um uh, will Saying you guys got to check, you got to check those guys out. And when I first saw you, immediately I thought, oh my god, he looks like a certain pro skateboarder. Now, has anybody ever said, hey, you look like a certain skateboarder? Uh, yeah, but I don't, I don't know if it's gonna be the same one you're gonna say. All right, I'm gonna say Bam Majera. Yeah, I get that. All, all right. right, but yeah. it, it's weird because I've heard that I look like, and don't get me wrong, I don't see it, yeah. right? But a lot of people say I sound like him. Um, yep. And that makes it like I, I live 15 minutes from where he lives. Right. You know what I mean? We, we have the same like dialect. So yeah. that I that I can understand a little bit. The looks, I don't see it. Maybe. Well, we're talking Maybe. the young skinny Bam, not the <laughs> okay, chunky. Not, not, not Bam now. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> hey, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I can get away with it. You could. I think you could. All right. So video games. What what was your earliest memory of video games? Uh, the earliest memory of video games to me was uh, Super Nintendo in yeah. uh, in like uh, my grandpa's basement. My brother and I, I have a brother who's only two years younger than me, so we always used to pick up the pick up the paddles together. And we were kids, so I, I was playing like Aladdin. Yeah, you know, I was playing Lion King. Uh, we had a Star Wars game, and th those three games are like the the games that come to my mind. Yeah, um, when I think about like the earliest games that I played. Yeah. So now, when did you start playing PC? Actually, only a year and a half ago. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm relatively new to the point where I play every uh, I play almost every day, and I still have to look at my keyboard sometimes. Like a lot of yeah. the times, like when I go to throw a grenade in a game, a lot yeah. of times it's it's a real quick peek, you know. But like I I do it uh, still like pretty often. Okay, now what's your favorite game all time? Uh, Escape from Tarkov. Yeah, it's addicting, isn't it? It's like crack. It, the the it's crazy because like the way I would always judge games. It's like if I play a game for a month, you know, like what, what is the the price? Sixty bucks is what games yep. you are. If I play a game for a month, sixty dollars for a month of fun, worth it to me. Yep. You know, and there's been some games when they first uh, started putting out the battle royales, like uh, yeah. Fortnite and Call of Duty jumped into that game. Like I would play them for like five, six months, and I was like, oh my god, I've never played a game like this. Yeah, Tarkov, I've been playing for a year and a half now, and I I can't find another game that gets yeah. me that. I can't play other games really. No, there's nothing that it's scratches weird. that itch. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just like uh, Tarkov just took over. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what made you decide to jump into streaming? Or what yeah, I guess what what made you to jump into streaming? Um it, to me, uh, it kind of goes off of what I was saying a little bit earlier is like I love music, you know, but my passion wasn't being in a band. My passion was entertaining people. Yeah. You know, and the the band life, it's just like People's minds are all over the place, you know. You got to worry about other people's responsibilities yeah. and egos and ideas clashing with yours, you know. And a lot of the stuff I saw out there, like I didn't want any part of, you know. I was I was in my mid twenties, I was out, yeah. but and I just went to start working full time, you know. Had a salary job doing that, but like I had a hole in my heart, and it wasn't like I missed touring, you know. I just missed entertaining to more of a mass scale than just a group of friends, yeah, you know, and. Um, and quarantine happened and, you know, I'm sitting around the house and I'm, I'm uh, bored and trying to figure out what to do and just playing games all the time. And to be honest, streaming was never on my radar. And I started seeing on uh, Facebook, you know, in quarantine, that's all you were, you were watching TV, playing games and scrolling. That's right. that was it. Right. And, um, I started seeing stone mountain pop up a lot. He's a, he's a Facebook uh, creator and he, uh, a lot of his videos were funny. You know, a lot of his videos were hilarious, and I never watched streamers prior to that. I always assumed, and I, I think this is a fair assumption for a mm -hmm. lot of people who don't watch it, that you had to be the best at the game yeah. to be interesting enough to watch. Yeah. You know, and and sure, this guy is good at the game, you know, and, but his videos were funny, and they were edited well. And I was like, wait a second, like, I've never been great at games, you know, but I love them. I play them every day. Yeah, you know, but I know I could be funny. I, I've always had that kind of personality, uh, you know, energetic and happy, and and I, I like people making people laugh. You know, I have a background in graphic design. That's actually uh, I got a scholarship for graphic design that I ended up not taking to go on tour. Oh. You know, I've been editing videos just for fun since I was fifteen. Yeah, I make my own music. I have a recording set up here. You know, and I'm like, I'm like I've tried music before. You know, I've tried a graphic like uh, doing graphics on the side. I've tried this, tried that. It's like streaming seems like one thing where i could put it all together and like it literally i never thought of doing it and i saw stone mountain i was like if i could be funny and take my graphic design video editing music and put it all together it'd be sweet because i it would you know i kind of already have this knowledge yeah let's give it a shot and and uh, i thought i was gonna start streaming playstation because that's what i was playing yeah and i bought i bought a pc literally just to uh just to have obs yeah you know I didn't, I, my buddy was so excited. I, I got a uh, PC and I was like, no, I'm not worried about games on it. <laughs> I just want to be able to set up a camera, have OBS, you know? And 
And I remember reading about Tarkov and I was like, yeah. you know what? Like, let's jump into that. And it, it, you know, here we are. <laughs> here so we that, are. that first time you went, you, you hit the live button. When you got that first person in chat, you didn't know. What was that like? What was that experience? Uh, it, it was cool. I mean, it, it's hard to remember specifically because I had a, the way I started is I had a buddy who started with me. Literally, okay. we started up together. We both never played Tarkov, never watched Tarkov, you know? So we both jumped in blind together, oh, and our idea was, let's like we know there's a we knew there was a lot uh, like an awkward phase when people first start, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. like and sitting there quietly and like you know you you want to talk anyway, but I like it's hard. Everyone knows it's hard, you know. So our idea was let's get over it ourselves, and we'll have each other to talk to the whole time. Yeah, you know. So me and my buddy start up the same time. We we would co-stream every day together. It was like a package deal. Yeah. Um we did that for a couple months uh so it, it was like one of those things in my head where like i don't remember the first person because i wasn't sitting there yeah you know just waiting you know but it, it but once people started coming to watch like it, it was just super uh i felt at home you know it was yeah. super awesome and and i was super appreciative that someone somehow found me and decided to watch so i loved it i loved it and obviously because i kept doing it yeah now how about your subs do you remember your first sub or your first mod I remember, I remember some of them. Yes. Yeah. I, I remember uh, the first couple subs. Uh, one 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 of them is one of my uh, mods now. Yeah. Um, and the other my, one of my other first mods was the guy I was playing with all the time. You know, he ended up stepping aside and not wanting to do it anymore, and he was be uh he became a mod uh, because of that. And um, yeah, getting getting subs for the first time was wild. Yeah. You know, because like I said, I didn't watch streamers prior to that. And it was even still hard to watch streamers when I was doing it because I was putting so much time into it. Right. So, like, I, I really didn't understand why people subbed, mm -hmm. you know? I figured it out, you know? But there are some creators that I love, and I, I was I was like, okay, I'm I'm paying for you to keep doing this. Yeah. You know, so it was, like, such an honor that uh, people would uh, do that for me, and it, it really uh, it really lifted my spirits and, and told me that uh, this might be a good spot. Fantastic. Now, when did you get your partnership? Uh... I believe it was in February of this year. Yeah. Uh, it was either late January. I think it was late February. Um, but yeah, so recently partner. Excellent. Congratulations. Now, Thank how you. did you find out? Did they email you or did somebody tell you, hey, do you got partner? Yeah. So I I applied, I think, the month prior and I got mm -hmm. denied or two months prior and got denied. And uh, they sent a certain email from a certain address. Yeah. You know, like it wasn't like from Twitch. It had like some special like code, okay. uh, whatever, denying it, you know? And, th and the thing is like a lot of people I've seen, like everyone posts theirs on like Twitter, you know, when they get it right. or when they don't get it. So I've, I've seen the, de the, the declining emails and I've seen the acceptance emails, you know? And like a lot of the declining ones are like, oh, we just want to see a little more, you know, like keep going. You're on the right track. We just want to see you do it for a little more. Yeah. You know, mine was almost cold. <laughs> you know, it was like, eh, you have some spikes in your viewership. And it was just like kind of it. And then gave me a link to like learn how to grow on Twitch. Oh my and I was God. like, what? <laughs> I, was like, I had like one. I think I was close already. Yeah, we had drops. Yeah. So that helped. But like we we're close already, you know, so I was like, that's kind of cold. And then I applied when the next month came around. And uh, the first time around, I waited seven business days, you know, and I got it right then. And yeah. seven business days passed this time. And nothing and then next day nothing next day nothing and then it was like i, I would i would look by like five o'clock if i didn't have it it wasn't coming 
you know, yeah. and, and my wife and I were sitting there watching TV one night, uh, like 10 business days later. And I got an email at like almost 11 PM, you know, it just popped up on my phone. And before I even opened it, you can see the subject. It says like, yeah. congratulations. And like, I looked at my wife and I teared up right away. I was like, Aww. yo, I got it. And she was like, like, you got the email. I'm like, N like, no, I like, I got partner. And she was like, oh my God. And I was like, yeah. I got to tell everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Now, were you, are you, were you full-time streaming at that point or was that the deciding factor? You, you know, I can do this full-time. Okay. So I did what I would recommend nobody listening to ever do. <laughs> um, so like I said, I bought my first PC last, no, it was, uh, it was a year and a half ago. So I don't know, July, 2020. I might've been wrong earlier when I was talking about the PC, not last summer, summer before that is what yeah. I mean. Um, so July 2020, I got my first PC. Um, I was still working at the time, full time, and I couldn't stand it. You know, I couldn't stand going into work and stuff, especially after having months off with quarantine and realizing yeah. how much happier I was, you know, and yeah. I knew I wanted to do streaming. At the time, I I did like uh, little like hour long streams, like every other day on Facebook and Twitch to kind of figure out where I wanted to go. I kind of had the idea I wanted to start. Yeah. And then August uh, 2020 came around and. My wife saw how miserable I was after work and she was just like, just, just leave. And I was like, and this is before I had a stream schedule. I'm telling you, I, I did a couple hours here and there just to find a platform. Yeah. And I was like, are you serious? She was like, yeah, just save up. Do you have money saved up? I'm like, yeah. She's like, well, I, she's like, you're an entertainer. She's like, you're going to, you're going to do well in this. And I was like, okay. So from scratch, I quit my full-time salary job. Wow. Went right into streaming. I started an LLC for graphic design to hold me over money-wise at first. Yeah. And then as soon as I started making money on Twitch, I stopped doing the graphic design stuff. Um, so I've been I've been doing this without a, a career job since I started in August yes. of 2020. Wow, that's amazing. And it's amazing that you have, you know, your wife supporting you too. Ah, uh, she's a she's a saint. Yeah, I couldn't have, I couldn't have done this without her. And um and it was, it was wild, like uh, quarantine, like uh, it was so unfortunate for so many people. And and I hate to see that. But for yeah. me, it like it, it changed my life for the better, actually, because it gave me time to sit at home and save money. Yeah. You know, it made me it gave me time to realize how much happier I was without it. But, yeah, I, I went right into it. And um, and I, I finally moved to 40 hours a week last um, January. I was doing three yeah. hours a day with graphic design on the side last yeah. January, I was like, let's ramp it up to 40 hours a week. And I'm still full-time. I, I shortened it to like 30 hours a week now because I have all that editing to do and stuff. But right. Yeah. I, I've been pretty much full-time since right away and don't ever do that. <laughs> Nobody ever do that. It was scary. It, it's scary. Oh, not making money. It's yeah. Scary. Hey, speaking of your wife, I saw a video you posted. Do you guys, did you post, uh, propose to her down in, um, Oh shoot. Universal. Yeah. Harry Potter theme. Yeah. So she is a Harry Potter fanatic. Yeah. And, and it's funny. I, I like, I liked Harry Potter growing up, you know, yeah. but I think that's one thing that kind of drew me towards her too, is because she kind of had an obsession like I did, you know, yeah. like I have flyers, you know, and her whole arm all the way down to her hand is Harry Potter. Oh, that's you know, cool. like, yeah, she she's just as crazy as me <laughs> when it comes to that. So um, when they first made Harry Potter World, I remember she flew down without me just for a day just to see it, oh, you know, shit. like couldn't even stop her. It was just, no, I got to see it. And I was like, you know what? Good. You know, enjoy it. And she went and she was like, you got to go. So uh, the year after that, we went to Harry Potter World and Universal together for the first time. And yep. it became a yearly thing. Like every October we would go, you know. 
And it's because yeah. we met in October. It was kind of like, you know, like when your first date, your dating anniversary. Yeah. yeah so we would like, we would go to Universal every year at, uh, in October. And then a couple years into us dating, I was like, this is what she would want, you know? And I, we had like the movie authentic robes on that she bought there. And oh, I was wearing dude. a Slytherin robe. She had a Ravenclaw <laughs> robe on. And we had, uh, with the hotel we got, we had early access. So I knew there wasn't going to be a huge crowd, oh, no. you know? So yeah. And I, I ended up uh, bringing the ring down there and uh, did it in front of Gringotts Bank. It was awesome. Oh, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Oh, shoot. So now back to streaming. So what, what have you found to be the toughest thing about streaming every day? Uh, it's, I don't know. A lot of it is mentally taxing. Um, just in every way, like it, it, it's hard to, to pick one thing because yeah, like, I know and everybody reads about and like hears about that. You shouldn't watch like viewership, you know, you shouldn't yeah. pay attention to this and that. But you're human. Yep. You know what I mean? So like uh, so you kind of keep an eye on it. So I guess if I were to say the hardest thing is like I don't want to be just a Tarkov streamer. Right. I love Tarkov. It's my favorite game and I'll probably always play it, yeah. you know, but I like variety because mm -hmm. I'm not great at any games. Yeah. You know, so I don't need to, in my uh, in my mind, main a game. I, I just like to have fun and bring fun to other people. So switching games yep. and seeing that every time you switch a game, it seems like there's like a dip here and there like that. That's tough because like in your head, you're like, well, I was hoping like they were here for me. You right, know what yeah. I mean? Because I'm not good at the game. There's no way they're getting good gameplay content out of this, yeah. you know, but like it. And I know it's just like people's interests are different, you know, and you and like got to understand that. But as a human. Like it does yeah. get to you, you know what I mean? So uh, the mental, the mental part of streaming is, is definitely the hardest part. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've heard from, a, a, you know, a bunch of the other people who do this full time. It is, you know, they, the numbers affects them. Like, you know, it was like, Oh, I, you know, I can't, I can't leave for a week because my numbers yeah. will drop, you know, that whole, you know, which goes to a, a bigger question is like maybe at you know, some point there's needs to be some, something in place to help people who are full-time streaming that, you can take some breaks or if you get sick or something, some sort of a safety net at some point. Yeah, that, that would be awesome. Especially, I mean, there are different, obviously different like tiers of uh, streamers out there. And if, um, if, if the streamers that get these like contracts and maybe they do, I, yeah. I don't know because I'm not at that like place, you know? Yeah. But yeah, if, if like whatever platform they sign to gives them almost sick days, you know what I mean? Right, like, yeah. It, it would be it would be super helpful and like i said i don't know if they do that but uh, i i feel like that should be something that people should at least uh work out when they're yeah. uh working out with contracts well, because it from, is tough yeah from the mental to just to keep a, a sanity from a standpoint because you, you know you see you hear about some of the streamers who are doing six days a week 10 hours a day that you have you will burn out at some point that just that's not healthy yeah, I, I can't imagine because, I, like I said, I was doing a full 40-hour week, eight hours yeah. a day, Monday to Friday, and I did, like I knew I was feeling burnt out, but I didn't realize how burnt out it was until it was recommended that I cut back to, like, six. And I was like, yeah. six hours a day is not enough. You know, yeah. and once I got used to it, I was like, I can't imagine that I was, like, I can't even believe I was doing it for eight hours a day. So I can't yeah. imagine the people that do it six days a week, yeah. nine, ten, eleven, I, I, props, yeah. I couldn't do it. You know, especially when you're doing other things like editing and right. Like I already feel like I don't have time for anything. Yeah. You know, I don't even see my own friends. <laughs> so like, I, I can't, I can't imagine I, mad props. I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. I couldn't do it. Now, speaking of editing, I got to say, I love 
your videos, your intros and, you know, just your graphics for everything. So those, did you do all of those? Uh, when it comes to like my, my Twitch and stuff, I yeah. probably did like 95% of it. Yeah. You know, when it comes to my panels and, and all that stuff. And I finally started uh, outsourcing. Um, yeah. Like my logo, like I drew, I drew that. Yeah. You know, and like, that's not a font. Like I took, I took rectangles and built it in Photoshop, oh, you know? So cool. like, yeah. So even down the logo, like I, I like created it. So like, it, it was nice having the graphic design background because I was able to do that, you know? And even when I first started, like everything I was doing was mine. And yeah, my alerts, I, I created, um, I animated them myself. I, yeah. I, uh, I mean, it's just a font that I stylized, but I was able to animate them to burn in and then like float and burn out in like After Effects and um, the alert sounds I recorded. There are some with a guitar and screaming yeah. and I do that. And <laughs> there's another one that's like a demon voice and that's me just pitch shifted, yeah. you know? And uh, and my banner and uh, profile picture is actually uh, some of the first stuff I outsourced. Cause I was okay. like- I, I I always had the demon theme where I had me with horns, yes, you know, yeah. but I was like, I want to take it up to the next level this year. Uh, once 2022 comes in, I was like, I was like, I have a buddy that I know does stuff like that. Yeah. I was like, I could probably learn it, but I don't have time. Yeah. You know, so I finally outsourced it, got that new profile picture that you see on like Twitter and all that with me yeah. in the throne. Um, he was able to do that. And I had him do my new stream intro with all the, uh, hellish imagery, like floating around like the right. skull and all that. Um, so yeah, I, I finally just started outsourcing stuff, but prior to that, it was I, I did I did all of it. Wow, it's really good stuff. Thank you. So now, you know, you're streaming every day. So you got your your community. You call them the Ash Holes. The Ash Holes, yes, love I mean, them. That's awesome. So now, <laughs> what I've talked to some streamers, and they say certain days of the week or certain periods of the year are, is just chats unruly or they're wild or like there's a full moon. Have you noticed that? I don't know. I don't know if I notice a time of day or like uh, a point of year when they get rowdy because they're uh, sometimes it's it just pops off, yeah. you know, and, and it's like it's like a riot. And I don't understand where it starts. A lot of it, I think, comes from my uh, mod team. Yeah, um, because the cool thing about the mods that we have is like I feel like they all have their own like characters, if that makes any sense, you know, yeah. like we have we have one. Uh, we have one mod Kim who's like the mom, you know, and. And like she'll she'll be super sweet and say things to anybody. And if she says anything like "don't do this," people are like, "Oh, she never right. says it," you know. And then we have uh, we have another mod uh, named Harambe in there who's like he's on top of everything, you know. He's doing all that. And then we have characters like Husk and Frank are my other two, and they'll just come in and stir trouble, you know. <laughs> I, I have a I have a channel point redemption that it's literally a button on my stream deck to time out Husk. And it like demods him and everything. So it's like, yeah, it's like, he's like, they're like the goblins of the mod squad. Yeah. And, uh, but it riles everybody up, you know, when they start getting unruly, everyone's like, there's no rules. And then they kind of, kind of settle it back down. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's talk about our favorite game. So what, how did you find it? What Tarkov? Yeah. Like, how did it's you? I think I read about it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I, I would, like I said, I always loved gaming, but I was always a console guy. And um, there's a couple of times where I ran into games where I was like, this looks cool. Or I read about it. I'm like, this sounds cool. Yeah. Shit. It's only for PC. I'll never play it. Yeah. You know? And eventually I got a PC and I, I uh, was like, my buddy was trying to get me to play PC games. And like I said, I told him I wasn't interested. 
He tried to get me to play Valorant. I played it for five minutes. I was like, no. Tried to yeah. get me to play Counter-Strike, played it for five minutes. I was like, no, this isn't fun. And I was like, I remember reading about this game, Tarkov. Never watched anyone play it. You know, I just remember reading about it. And I was like, and, and it sounded so interesting. Do you want to try it? And he was like, oh, a couple of my buddies play it. They tried to get me in and they, they didn't swindle me in, you know? And I was like, but we can learn it together. You know, we both just jumped in, never yeah. watched anybody. Didn't use maps at first. We just wanted to discover this world oh, together. And it was, it was awesome. It was awesome. Oh. But that's how I found out about it. Yeah. Now, what, what about the game hooks you? Well, how does it have your class, you know, the, the hooks right into you? It, it's got to be the gunplay and the mechanics are, are got to be part of it because I can't play any other shooters. Yep. You know, like battle royales have that risk. You know, mm -hmm. when you lose, you got to start over. You know yeah. what I mean? So it, it can't com be completely risk and reward. You know no. what I mean? Like, so I, I really don't understand what does it for me because here's the thing that doesn't make any sense is I don't like grinding games. Yeah. Like any game you have to grind in, I don't play them. They're not my thing. Or I start to play them and I'm over them right away. I'm like, I'm not doing this forever. Yeah. You know, and I also was the kid growing up. Like if something happened to my memory card and my game didn't save right, I would never touch the game again. If I would lose like two hours of playtime, yeah. instead of just playing the two hours back, I'd be like, no, you know, screw that game. I'm never playing it again. Shit. Right. So now I play a grindy game that resets itself. It doesn't, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's a game. you It takes away your progress and you grind it. So like yep. I I I don't know <laughs> I don't it's 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 a sick it's a it sick is. thing going on it's but no the game is just it's just so addicting yeah the pucker factor the immersion you know you're in a I raid think that's, that that's got to be what it is yeah it's like the the tenseness and and how you really have to there's a I, I think a big part of it is how big of a learning curve it is oh god that when yes. you figure it out you don't even need to be good once you feel like you figured it out and yeah. you're not scared you know yeah. and like you feel accomplished, you know, and you want to get better. And I think that's what it is. Like all the fun stuff we do in raids aside. Yeah. Like just getting better in a game that has such like a skill gap mm -hmm. is intriguing to me. Uh, yeah. If I were to pick something, that's got to be it. Well, no other game. I I can't think of any other game where, I, you know, I've been in a raid for 30 minutes, cat and mouse with another person. And then either getting the kill or getting killed, you're just like you're defeated or you're just you come out of that raid and you're like, you're just pumped up. Yeah, it, it definitely has that effect. And yeah, I've been in those situations myself and it it, it there's just no other game like it. Yeah. And anytime a game says it's like Tarkov, I'm all over it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, like, pull me away. Try to pull me away. I'll give it a chance. And I'm like, eh. Yeah. You know, you eh. there's so many, it. there's so many space Tarkov, this, you know, this Tarkov light, whatever. Yeah. And there's just like, yeah, I, that, I see a similarity a little bit, but it's not, it doesn't do anything. No, you know? and it's tough with like, you know, the cycle, it's, it's very Tarkov like, but give me the guns, give me the guns that are in, in Tarkov. I like the mechanics and it's just, maybe it's because we're familiar with all the, the weapon and the, the attachments and things like that. Yeah. And just how in-depth uh, Tarkov is with their uh, weaponry. It's, it's, yeah. it's wild. You know, like I'm not even a gun guy and I know stuff about guns now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like I have buddies who like who have all this, like have this stuff, yeah. you know? And like, I can tell them like what they're using and like yeah, and stuff like that, which is, which is wild to me how like in depth they go. And yeah, but yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Like I, I I've always loved like modern games, yeah. you know, like we, we all played the world war two games growing up, but it was overdone, you right. know? And now I want the more modern stuff and Tarkov delivers that better than any game I've seen. Yeah. 
and I love your video, your intro video of you like pre raid with the NVGs and the gun. Oh, uh, yeah, pretty um, sweet. Yeah, for the loading into raid instead of just having the PMC on the screen yeah. with the slides. Yeah, I, I, I finally got a green screen. I, I, I've been wanting to use it live, yeah. um, off screen. It's like it doesn't go behind me, it's something I want to walk into. And I, I had this idea. Before that, I used to have an animated thing that I 3D edited, like, of a character with my face and my tattoos. Yeah. And he was just kind of, like, animated, and he would just do dances and backflips and stuff. And it looked like an old Tony Hawk's Pro Skater guy. Like, I'm not, I, I, I'm not good at that stuff. Yeah. You know, it looked really bad. Um, but I always had this <laughs> idea of getting a green screen and putting me there. And like I said, I have friends that have the guns and gear. Yeah. And I, uh, one of my buddies came over and let me oh, borrow wow. the stuff. We filmed it on the green screen and I photoshopped the slides behind it. And uh, yeah, it turned out great. So it's just me as a PMC when we're loading in. Yeah. Yeah. That is awesome. So now when you're playing Tarkov, do you like playing solo or do you prefer like playing with the squad? Well, that's, it, that one's a little tough because if I don't play much games offline, yeah. but if I do, I will, I don't play Tarkov solo. It doesn't do anything for me offline, yeah. like off stream. I mean, off stream. Right. Um, uh, I just won't do it. So I will only play duos or trios. Yeah. But on stream, I like solos because, uh, like I said, a lot of my uh, channel and, and show that I like to put on is a lot of interaction. Yeah. You know, so as much as I duos is probably my favorite way to play Tarkov, but it is nice to have just you and the community, you know, me yeah. and the Ashles just <laughs> shooting shit back and forth. And um, I do I do love that. But, yeah, I would say duos is probably my favorite way to play uh, play Tarkov and yeah and trios is the max anything more than that it just my, my I, I get overwhelmed easily and I just don't know what the hell's going on anymore yeah well four and five man that's potential friendship killers right there I mean. poor communication you're shooting each other and everyone's getting mad it's like that's my kill and oh yeah Tarkov <laughs> can ruin friendships there's no doubt about that oh yeah if the, if the comms aren't clear I'm shooting yeah and I, I've TK'd well, we, <laughs> we do community days at our channel and uh, obviously like it's people that I talk to every day, but it's not people I play with every day. Yeah. You know, and we had one a couple weeks ago where I think I TK'd three of them, <laughs> you know, and I feel bad, you know, because yeah. like we, <laughs> we're trying to play games together and we talk to each other every day. You're finally playing games and I'm just not used to uh, different people's comms, you know, and, yeah. and like call something else that I wouldn't, you know, I'm in the hallway and to me, that's not a hallway. Yeah. So I see someone, I get them, you know, like it, it, it happens, especially when you have uh, groups together. Isn't it wild how, you know, one of the things I've noticed since playing this game is how bad we are at communicating. You know, you play with a couple of different people you don't play with. Like you were just saying, their callouts are different than your callouts. And it's just, it really shows that we really suck at communicating. Yeah. And, it, and it's different for everybody too, depending yeah. on who you play with. Yeah. Like I know I have a buddy that will call an area a graveyard and nobody else knows what that is <laughs> because we had a raid one time where we killed seven PMCs there. So it's yeah. graveyard. Nobody else knows what the <laughs> hell that is, you know, but to your, to your point, kind of, it, it, it's funny because it, it shows you also how much Tarkov teaches you communication. Yes. Because every once in a while I'll play a, a different game with my console buddies, like something cross platform, like call of duty, you know, yeah. like, like once every once in a while. And, and going from like Tarkov to that, I'm still spitting comms nonstop. And I don't know what the hell they're doing. Yep. You know, I'm like, where are you? Like, they're not used to it because they, they see you see each other on the screen and, right, and yeah. they have all these markers. But being used to Tarkov, it makes you realize playing a different game. You're like, wow, these like my, my buddies don't know 
don't know how to tell me anything. Nope. You know what I mean? So it teaches it. Look, it's educational. Tarkov is educational. Yep, absolutely. Now, it's funny you said, you know, that not so much funny, but you rate a good point. You like playing solo with because it lets you interact with your community, your chat. We had Pastilli on my other podcast, and he basically said Tarkov is a great streamer game because you have your before raid where you're building out your guns and, and getting ready at this and you can interact with chat your loading screen another point where you interact with chat even while you're in raid wherever you're set up there's always moments and then when you come out another point where you where you can interact with chat i don't know other games that let you do that as much and it's funny i i i've kind of thought about that before when i try other games yeah um that i feel like i can't talk to chat ever you know because either you're right in and out yeah. Or there's so much going on that you're trying to process on screen that it's like a peek over at a time, you know, yeah. instead of uh, communicating as much as uh, you used to. Yeah. Um, so that that very well could be a huge part of why it's one of my my favorite game of all time. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I even today we had a, I had a couple of buddies uh, who wanted to play Fortnite, you know, because they have the yeah. new no build mode and with friends, any game is fun, you know. Yes. So I was like, hell yeah. And we, we did it last week. We tried it again. And I'm realizing like it's. I seem like I I don't talk to chat as much, you know, and yeah. it's like you get kind of lost in what you're doing and there's not many breaks, like you said, in, in before uh, before raids, loading in after raids. Yeah. You know, and yeah, Tarkov, Tarkov is the only game. I'm going to agree with you there. The only game that I know of that has that feel. Yeah. You know, there's literally wait times. Of course, you can wait in menus and games, Yeah. but you're not doing that here. You're loading in, you know, it's natural, like you're playing it. Right. Not on stream, but you have time. Yep. Yeah, completely. So now, uh, so we had 1212 drop during Christmas with VoIP. How is your, how has VoIP been for you? Um, when I heard VoIP was coming, I was excited. Now I didn't play, I didn't play games that really had VoIP in it. You know, like new to PC and console didn't really yeah. have VoIP. Um, besides like death comes and call of duty and, and right. stuff here and there. But th it was like a, it was new to me. I knew what it was. You know, I've seen videos of, of people doing it in different games uh, yeah. and stuff like that. And like I said, the funny game videos are what made me decide, like, I might be able to do this. So when I saw VoIP was coming to Tarkov, I was like, okay, my favorite game is getting a feature I've always wanted to try. And I'm a comedic kind of guy. Yeah. You know, so I was super stoked. I was like, I hope people don't ruin it. You know, right. I was so afraid. You know, I had my doubts. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and I've I've been pleasantly surprised for the most so part. I, there's yep. been there's bad eggs. Yes. But for the most part, I would say ninety eight percent of them good eggs, at yeah. least decent enough eggs, edible eggs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, manageable. But um, yeah, I was super excited because I I had this idea that um it, it was possible that it would take my kind of content uh to the next level. Yeah. And that's exactly what it did. Uh, yeah, it was exact, exactly what it did. You know, I, I have videos where I'm role playing in raid, and <laughs> and they did super well, and it really opened up traffic. And then, yeah. like, I was like, this is exactly what I was like hoping VoIP would bring uh, to the channel, to the show, yeah. and it, it it delivered. So I, I love it. It is my favorite thing that's ever been added to Tarkov since I've been playing. But that's that is me. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the pictures of the new uh, bosses that are going to be coming in the next patch? Oh yeah. They're Dude. awesome. Oh my god. They're scary. I mean, I don't I don't touch lighthouse. I, yep. I got to get 
I got to get into it. Maybe when DLSS drops and I can get more than like 40 frames mm -hmm. on Lighthouse. Because I have a decent computer, yep. you know, and I'm still only getting 40, 50 frames. So to be honest, I don't know Lighthouse. I when Wipe either. happened, I played a little bit of it, but, you know, like, I don't know. I don't play it much. So uh, I'm going to have to learn it first. And yeah. it's a little scary now that there's going to be three bosses on it, at I least. Know. Yeah. At least. But damn, do they look cool. Oh, I know. Yeah. I haven't yeah. touched Lighthouse much either. It's just like, yeah, I'll just wait. But uh, what is your favorite map you like? This one's going to break my heart uh -oh. to talk about because my favorite map is a map that I, I, I don't enjoy as much anymore. But if I were to pick a favorite, it's still Interchange. Yeah. Um, I, I just feel like from when I first started to now, it's it's changed. Uh, visually, it got a lot darker, Yeah. Um, which obviously is not ideal. Um, it, it seemed like the play style on a map changed a lot. But the layout overall oh. is, is – that might be my favorite map of any FPS. Yeah. I've ever played, you know, like uh, it's it's just so nice, especially in a game that relies on call outs so much. Mm -hmm. There's store names. Yes. You know, I'm yeah. going into Brutal. Yeah. I'm going into Mantis. I know exactly where you are. Yeah. You know, back of Mantis or, you know, front of Brutal. I, I know where you are. You know, yeah. kill the hallway. There's so many call outs that there's no like I'm by blah, 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 rock. Like what rock is that? You right. know, yep. uh, like I'm by the container what container like it's not like that so i love everything about interchange yeah besides like the the lighting it's the it's lighting. tough and i think it keeps players off of it yeah which changed the play style like i, I, I alluded to um i think that if they lightened it it it's it's an unbeatable map in most games yeah it is you know? my favorite map too you've got the multi-level you've got the the malls the immersion factor in the mall is just fantastic and then you've got a little bit of stuff outside and power station yeah it's i just love that map yeah and, and i i've always loved indoor close quarters fights yeah. you know in any game like uh, as a teenager i loved the rainbow six vegas games yeah you know i've always liked those swat type games you know i love indoor fighting so, like, on customs, I like to go to dorms, you know? Um, in Shoreline, the only part I like is resort. Like, I yeah. love that. And Interchange, most of the map is inside. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it's perfect. But if they if they fixed, like, you know, when you turn on power, maybe light it up like a real mall. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, look like, look like a mall inside because I've never, I used to work in a mall as a teenager. <laughs> never once when the power's on. Am I like, damn, it's dark in here. <laughs> like, never. <laughs> it's always so bright. But, yeah, they, it, it's a lot of the close quarter uh, battles that I love. But it does give you that option for long range with the with the multi-level, you yeah. know, with the long hallways down mm -hmm. where Killer used to spawn and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, it just gives you so much of everything. And outside, obviously, you can get long range fights there. Yeah. No, I agree with you there. It's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it is one of my top maps. So, now, what... Um um evasion so you got invited to invasion you're part of team evasion how did that happen and you know what is evasion for those that don't know it was uh it was kind of a shock to me to be honest uh i was reached out to uh by by someone who who works with them and, and affiliated with them and uh they asked if i had time to talk one weekend and i was like sure and i was like i figured they were gonna see if i was interested in casting because yeah. of my energy and you know, my personality. And when we had the meeting and that was brought up that they would like me to be a part of team evasion. I was shocked because evasion at that time was known as like Tarkov's first competitive team. Right. And we know there's not like 
with so much RNG, there's not that big of a competitive market in Tarkov. So like it kind of threw me off. And then right away I I realized I was like, they have to be going more of a content creation way. And it seems like that is the route that uh, they're going with. And it's more of a content team now with uh, obviously uh, some great players and content creators, but players that will win tournaments, you know, like they still have that, you know, we still have the, the, some of the great players. And we also have people who are mainly focused on content creation, me being included because I don't see me winning any tournaments, you know, <laughs> like Will, Will Des too. Yeah. He, he's a better player than me. There's no doubt. He's by far a better player than me, but he's another, like, he's just a pure content creator. Oh. You know, he's, he's a content genius. And, and uh, we both got invited together. And like when we, Jesus, hold on. <laughs> Why did that happen? <laughs> got a mind of its own. Oh. Um, yeah. When, when, when the names were like put out that who yeah. got, cause we all kept it a secret. And I saw Wildez. I was like, oh, thank you. I was like, that's my buddy. <laughs> we hit each other up. We're like, yo. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So now it's like a content creation team. And, and it's about uh, they like to really bring uh, together team unity and, and yeah. making sure everybody has a has a good shot at getting their uh, content out. And, yeah. um, you know, uh, spreading the networking, you know, with playing with each other and sharing communities and stuff like that. And yeah. I think it's great. And they're also like the, the top... Uh, tournament team or a tournament organization for tarkov which is awesome yeah. so hopefully yeah, so- I, I can cast it out at some point because that's what i would love to do there's uh, no way i'm winning any <laughs> <laughs> yeah sigma is fantastic woman what she's done with evasions is just amazing oh yeah so and uh i saw will do a video or a you know he was, he was a role playing as policeman in customs Oh my God! Telling you know, handing out, hey, do you have a your permit for that gun and everything like that? I thought that was some content gold right there. Oh yeah, and and I think the video that uh, you're talking about, he was with Vaughn. Yes. Yep. Yeah, and and Vaughn's one of my be- best friends that I've met on Twitch. Uh, the three of us are all good friends, and um, that video is hilarious. And it, it's funny, me and Wilda's actually. Uh, I, I don't know if it was before they filmed that or after, but we also did Cops on Customs oh, together, shit. and it, it's one of my biggest TikToks as well. So. That goes to Wildez, like props to him on such a great idea because it shows like, don't get me wrong, me, me and Vaughn, I know, I know we're both like, like decent at what we do, you know yeah. what I mean? But like, this is Wildez's idea and it was able to be successful with Vaughn and with me. The, the, the point is like the idea is so good. It's just, you can interchange yep. different people with him and it's still going to be gold. Yeah, definitely. Cool. So now, from a content creation standpoint, do you watch? Uh, do you watch any other content creators? To, to be honest, uh, a lot of the times when I'm watching uh, content creators, uh, I have them. I'm, I have to keep going in and out with the volume because I'm working on videos where I got to yeah. hear what I'm doing yeah. um, and stuff like that, or or I don't have time at all. But yeah, when when I can watch, I, I have a few people that I love to watch, and um, like Von Helsing, you know, yeah. like I say, he's, he's one of my best buds that I met on uh, Twitch. Wildez is another one. You know, uh, Miss Trash. She's a she's a fun content creator as well, and one of my good friends that I uh, met on here. And um, yeah, I, l- I like to watch my buddies that I've become kind of close with. And yeah, um, Torky is another great one. He's actually the first person I ever subbed to. He, he's the create. He's a creator that made me understand why people pay for subs. Yeah, I watched him while I was like working on graphics. Like I said, I I was doing graphics to make money at the time, and. And I, I had to stop, and I was like, this guy's great. I was like, I'd never want him to stop, so I will help pay him 
yeah. to continue, you know, and, and, and Wildez, I think was the second person I ever subbed to. Um, I met him, I met him in raid. He killed me and my buddy that I used to co-stream with every yep. day. And he was such a sweetheart. And we went into his uh, stream and ha how funny he was and good at the game. He was, it's, uh, he's, he's become one of my favorites to watch as well. So. Oh, excellent. Cool. So when you stop streaming, you're doing editing, but when you're not editing, what are you doing? What are you, what are you and the, the wife doing? Are you guys watching any TV shows? What's your thing? Yeah, I mean, that, to be honest, that's the way our schedules work out and how much she works because she owns her own business as well. And okay. uh, the, the way my schedule works out is Sunday, it seems to be the only day that we really have off together. Because yeah. Sunday, I try to not do anything. Saturday, I'm editing. Sunday, yeah. I try to not do anything because I know she's not. You know, um, but yeah, like we, we just like to watch TV. We have a bunch of shows that we uh, binged through. Like uh, recently we did the the Sopranos we got through, which was great. And then Sons of Anarchy was great. Oh, that's a and, great uh, one. Yeah, that was awesome. Both of those we were upset when they were over. Mm -hmm. uh, we're watching, uh, we started watching the new Bel Air series. Yeah. Uh, the the reboot, I guess. How the dramatic that? reboot. I'm going to be honest. I went in with a negative bias and I shouldn't have, you know, yeah. but realistically I did. You know, I was like, there's like, you can't do this show dramatically. So right. I, I went in assuming I wasn't going to like it and liked it. So if that speaks to how I felt about the show, it literally, it, I didn't go in neutral. I went in thinking no. Yeah. And we ended up watching the whole series, watch it every night when it would come out. Uh, the new episode, the whole first season was out now. So we finished that. I thought it was good. Yeah. Okay. It was different, but that story, that story works for a dramatic version, you know? Yeah. That's true. Um, yeah, so we like to watch uh, we like to watch TV and hopefully when it's uh when it gets a little warmer we just moved into a new house. We have a deck for the first time, so nice. hopefully we'll start spending some time out there and grilling and hanging out. So nice. we'll see. We'll see. I'm sure it'll I'm sure our uh free time will change a little bit as the weather changes. Yeah. Now I saw on uh on social media you like to fish too. Yes, yes. Uh I the the thing that sucks is ever since I started streaming, I really haven't fished much because I've been yeah. I've been trying to, my mindset is if I put all the work, uh, all this work and time in now, um, I can get to a point to where I can pull off the reins a little bit and have yeah. more free time later instead of having just a little bit of time. Yeah. And uh, I figure I have no time now to have more time later instead of just keep the standard barely any time. So yeah. that's kind of what I've been doing. But yeah, I love bass fishing. You know, I love every kind of fishing, but the, the main thing I do now is bass fishing. Yeah. Cool. I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> It's nothing like it. All right, let's talk some sports. So you're Philadelphia, you know, you bleed, you know, orange and black for your Flyers, and you're, gr you're green and gold or green and silver for your Eagles. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a four for four big time. Oh, man. So Phillies, the Sixers yeah. as well. Yep. Mm -hmm. And hockey's your main sport? Yeah, I would say, like, if I if I had to rank on how, like, uh, how much I watch and how invested emotionally yeah. I am, it's like Flyers, Eagles, and then like Sixers and Phils around yeah. the same spot. I still love them, you know. I, I keep up on them, um, but uh, the Eagles and Flyers have like a special spot in my heart for some reason. I think it's my my dad growing up, you yeah. know, like when I would go to his place and how big into them he was. So, yeah, it's crazy. My my brother, we're from Eastern Canada. My brother grew up as a Flyers fan. He loved Ronnie Hextall, and it's just like. He's, you know, that is still to this day his favorite hockey team are the Flyers, and the that's Sixers awesome. is, and the Sixers because of Barkley and Manute Bowl. You know, that's it was yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, we're kind of old though, but we remember those guys. <laughs> well, it sounds like it sounds like your brother has great taste. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe he should talk you into something. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm gonna stay with my Habs and then you know the Bulls. Those are my two teams. Hey, well, hey, you you uh you feel the same disappointment yearly as I do. So I can't I can't talk trash there because you know, I, no, I'm a Philly fan, so I feel it. But you know, and then you know, when it came to baseball, it was my Expos. But you know, they're just—they are non-existent now. They were just a professional farm team for the rest of the league. Yeah, what did uh, they became the Nationals? The Nationals, yes. Yeah, I yeah. I, I do remember that, and because yeah. I, I remember it was interesting. Didn't their baseball team shared a mascot with the Canadians? Is it? Yes. Yeah, Yuppie. It was yeah. the yeah. Yep. Yuppie was the mascot for the Canadians, and he was the the Expos mascot for you know since they started. So yeah, it was weird to see Yuppie at, at a Habs game. It was just weird. So he started in the baseball one and yep. then moved over. Okay, that's what that's what I thought happened when yep. they got uh, when they became another team. He just kind of slid over. Now I assume your favorite sport to see live is hockey as well. Um. Yeah, I guess, you know, because it is my favorite. But yeah, uh, the the atmosphere of a football game is unmatched. Yes. You know what I mean? So I, maybe maybe football game is actually uh, my favorite uh, game to attend because I've, I've even been to a an outdoor Flyers game. I went to Pittsburgh. Oh, no way. Yeah, I went to Heinz Field to watch the Flyers Penguins outdoors. And um, that must I mean, have been that different. It was it was interesting. It, it's like it was cool. And yeah. I, I well, and I also saw uh, Flyers Penguins in Philly at the link. So okay. I saw I saw them in each each uh, in Philly in Philly's uh, stadium and in, in Pittsburgh stadium. Yeah. It, it, great experience, but football live is just it's football live at the link is cool. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> yeah, time. I, I I only go once every couple of years because I like watching on TV. Even I'm getting yeah. I'm getting to the point where even hockey. I was going to like 15 games a year, or whatever, yeah. and to the point where like now it's like it's just far enough away to where I'm like eh. Yeah, I watch on TV and be fine, you know. So uh, the occasional football game once every couple of years that I go to is always a blast. It's always such a cool experience there. Yeah, well, cool. Now I think I think I saw a couple of things like some ref- wrestling references. Are you a wrestling fan as well? Uh, not not as much as I uh, as I was a few years back. Yeah. Now as a kid, like I, I didn't watch it too much. You know, I wasn't one of the kids that was into wrestling. I had like a video game and I knew I liked Stone Cold. Yeah. You know, my brother liked the Undertaker and that's what I knew. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I knew about Kane. I knew about, I knew about a lot of the old, the rock, but like, I didn't watch it. Like I wasn't watching Monday night raw. And, uh, actually a couple years ago, I was in my mid twenties and I was working at my last job that I, I ended up leaving. And I, I made a really close friend in there who was like almost 40. And he would watch wrestling and like, I would joke with him about it. Yeah. You know, like, why you watch that? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And he's like, dude, just watch it. He's like, get over the corniness. Yeah. You know, he's like, he's like, look past that. You're like, you, you know what it is when you're watching it. Yeah. Watch it, like immerse yourself in it, you know? And like, I was like, whatever. And I, I went home and one Monday night I was, uh, we were staying at my mother-in-law's. I think it was before my wife and I bought a house or bought our, bought our first condo. And, uh, I put on wrestling one night and my wife was like, yeah. what is this? I'm like, ah, it's just Monday night roll, you know, nothing. Yeah. You know, we we're kind of like doing other things and watching it. And then like that didn't really get me. And the next week around, I was like, ah, I'll give it another shot. And we're like halfway through and like uh, something will happen. And she'll be like, yo, did you see that? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what did he just say? You know? And then by, by that time we're like, all right, we'll tune in next week. So I didn't watch it as a kid. I actually started watching my mid twenties knowing yeah. what I was getting into. Right. You know, it wasn't like, you know, kids are like, this is all, yeah. what it is you know like i knew what i was getting into and 
it pulled me in the, a couple years years ago though it got real stale and uh yeah. i stopped watching until uh wrestlemania this year i started to get back into watching yeah. and uh but yeah even our uh wedding uh reception when we came in uh the groomsmen and bridesmaids all came into wrestling themes and so did we <laughs> cool. yeah that's awesome yeah, so I did some work for one of the big wrestling companies, and you know we did a project for them, and uh, we were you know in their facility, and they had a whole bunch of rings for the that they do training, and I was saying to the guy, oh, it's, you know, wrestling, it's just fake, and the guy looked at me, and he goes, no, it's it's scripted, and he was like, the way he positioned it is really makes sense. Basically, it's entertainment in Stanford, Connecticut. That's where the the writers are in a lockdown room where they're writing the story. And what I've come to find out is, say you and I were supposed to wrestle Monday night. We get to the ring or the arena. They tell us who's going to win. And then we have some time to figure out what we're going to do. The match happens. The referee has an earpiece in. During the match, if it's live on TV, if they're getting close to a commercial, the producers get in the referee's ear and say, hey, let Ash know they got to wrap it up now. Or if we get hurt or if I get hurt and I'm supposed to win, the referee gets it in his ear from the producer, say, hey, let Ash know he's got to wrap it up now, and that's that's the magic of wrestling. Yeah, and like, and and it's one of those things. Like, yeah, when I was getting into it, I knew like when I started watching, I knew it was scripted. But uh, like, I've I've seen it here and there, so I knew they yeah. were really doing the moves, you know. Um, but a lot of you're right. A lot of people like if they come over and I'm watching wrestling, are you watching wrestling? I'm like, yeah, and they're like, oh, that actually looked like it hurt, and I'm like, it probably did. <laughs> like, yeah, they're not they're like. <laughs> They, they they know how to, you know, they uh, the soften the blows. They know how to soften the blows. They know how to eat it so it doesn't hurt yeah. as bad. But, like, it's still your grown humans throwing each other around. I don't care who you are, oh, yeah. you know. It still hurts, yeah. you know. Well, so, like, people are like, I thought it was fake. I'm like, well, it's scripted, right. you know. They're, they're, eating the, they're eating it better, you know. They're yeah. softening. But, yeah, you're, it's still, they're still doing it. Well, when we were doing, when we were in the rings, you know, the, those are ropes that's not elastic that's you know those that's hard rope that basically was just taped and the ring the why it's so bouncy basically they're 12 inch planks with no support in the middle with maybe a couple inches of padding so that's not you know you're not landing on soft mattresses you know when these guys are being thrown around so it's yeah you hurt seriously in those things yeah and like they'll do everything they can to soften it yeah. Which is good. I mean, for the longevity of it, it oh, they God, never yeah. end. They never, yeah. they never, they do shows off air, you know, like yeah. every day it feels like. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like the springiness, I'm sure helps with the impact. Yeah. You know, like I'm sure the, the steel steps are super <laughs> light and thin, you know? Yeah. But it's, it's still there. Like yeah. you're still getting hit by it. Yeah. So uh, that, that didn't bother me as much, uh, get, like getting into it and, uh, but like yeah, lots. That's, uh, that's we got. You got to watch it for that. And when it yeah. gets stale, when the storylines suck, I'm not interested. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's not a replacement for like UFC. Yeah. Uh, you, you don't look for the same things in both. And if you do, you're not gonna like it. No, absolutely not. No. So now, from a music standpoint, are you still in the mu involved in the music scene locally or anything like that? Playing with any bands? No, I think I I kind of put it all behind me. Yeah. Uh, I. I Ever since I started streaming, like I said, with the time thing, like yep. mission is one thing that I kind of had to give up for a couple a couple years or a year and a half now. And guitar is the other. I, I think I played my guitar guitars like two or three times in the past year and a half. Oh, shoot. And I, I was playing for 13 years prior. So, like, I, I wow. played a lot. And I picked yeah. up my I pick up my guitars like once in a while just to make sure I still remember stuff. Yeah. And I'm just super sloppy. But, like, it's like riding a bike, you know, yeah. like I, I can still play. 
you know, Led Zeppelin on acoustic, you know, yeah. but like, um, cool. but yeah, I, I really don't, I, I recorded right before I started streaming, I recorded one single on Spotify yeah. by myself just because I knew I'd be putting it like, I, I knew I was wrapping up music anyway, before yeah. streaming was huge in my life. And it was rapping on music anyway. I was always in bands. I was like, let me just do one song to prove to myself that I could do it. I wrote the drums. I wrote the bass and guitar. I sang it, put it on Spotify, and that was it. That was really, like, the, the last main thing I did with music. Yeah. Ah, very cool. Um, when it comes to streaming, what has been your highlight so far? Uh, just, just how far the channel has gone and, and yeah. the time that it's gone. And um, without, like, winning tournaments, you know, and without, like, all this stuff. It, it's just organically growing and it's super, it's super exciting. And I was yeah. able to, uh, uh, last, uh, I don't know if it was last summer, last summer into fall, I, I won, um, the pipeline and Corsair, the streamer scholarship. Oh, cool. Um, and pipeline is stone. It's funny. Cause it's stone mountains company. The guy I started watching like the videos no of, way. yeah, it's funny. I still never like seen too much of his stream. I would only see his like videos that were edited. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's his company that um, I actually joined it before I started streaming. I paid for like a course, you yeah. know, and it wasn't the, the course wasn't quite what I expected it to be. You know, I felt like I knew most of it already. Like, yeah, like I could figure it out, but I wanted to put myself in the best position possible before I start it. Yeah. Uh, fast forward a year. They had a, this competition like where you enter a video, you edit a video and enter it in and they ended up choosing me. And it was uh, it was super it was super awesome. And I had three months worth of video editing support. Um, from Zygo Media, who does like Tim the Tatman's videos yeah. and stuff. And I had weekly mentorship with Pipeline and stuff like that. And then they, they like a like money like prize, you know, and oh, and shit. that was super helpful. Yeah. And Corsair was a big part of that as well. Yeah. So that that was that was probably uh one of the biggest uh achievements so far. And obviously becoming a partner was cool. Right. And yeah. But just organically growing the channel and community has been the highest point for me. And seeing how many people have met each other in yeah. the community and become friends outside of it. Um, even I have, a, I have a text group of people that I met all through it, you know, and like, yeah. we're all like super close friends now, you know? So like that kind of stuff to me is what, is what hits the, it's the hardest. Oh, cool. Now over Christmas, did you have one of the 24 hour streams or that evasion did? Um, yeah, I, I was, uh, lucky enough to get drops. Yes. Um, and uh, it was kind of like last second yeah. that I, I was I was added to the list. And, yeah, I, I kind of committed to a 24-hour, and I hate oh, 24 hours. I hate them. I I, I, I don't know. Whatever people say <laughs> about them maybe is true or not, but I hate them. That's you know, a long but, yeah, time. Yeah, it's especially for, like, the way I, I run my show. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's all energy all the you're time, on, you know? Yeah. And then I got, like, this going on, and you're like... It's just like nonstop, but like for 24 hours, I, like I'm sick of me at that point. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, I was going to ask you, is that behind you? What you just did? Was that Photoshop or did you really? And it's like, you just did it. That is like a smoke yes. machine. Yeah. Yeah. That so is awesome. I, I, I wanted, I wanted a hellish theme. Yes. When I yep. bought it, when we, when we bought this house, I was like, I wanted a room in the basement because I know I'm loud, you know? And I was like, I want it. I want it like blacked out. I've never seen anybody with like a metal like right. a hell room you know like yeah. a dungeon so right away uh, the first thing i was like i want black walls and i want to replace these bulbs right here with the fake flickering yeah thing. that was the first thing in my head 
I was like, I want to do that. And before that, I already, I used to have orange lights behind me because orange is my favorite color. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, all right, orange lights, you know, we got the black walls, we got the torches. What else can we do? And it was just like a smoke machine, but one that has to come up from the ground. Oh, Not one on the ground, like one, like, like right. it was fire coming from hell. Yeah. That's what it so looks I, like. That's fantastic. Yeah, so that's, that was the, that I always joke with called the gates of hell. That, so, <laughs> and I just have like a, like a little button here Yeah, and I just hold it off stream and I click it and that it goes off. That is an awesome visual effect. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. I just <laughs> wanted to do something that I haven't seen that yep. I thought was badass. And that I was like, badass. yeah, like I love like the whole, like. I don't know. Like, this looks rock and roll as hell to me. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, and I shit. love that. That is awesome. Well, Thank Ash, you. man, I got to say, this has been awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the time you took. And I got one one more request. So now you survived the tar- you survived Tardox. Who are you calling out that I should uh, reach out to and get him on the show? Well, Wildez. All right. There you go. You got to get you gotta get Wildez. You got to sucker him in. All right. We'll get him on then. <laughs> Hell yeah. I uh, can't All wait right. to watch that one. Sweet. Well, man, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. It, it was, like I said in the beginning, it was an honor. Good to talk to you. Nice to meet you. Excellent. Thanks, man.